This is the show where two friends from different parts of the world discuss all things. All Elite Wrestling. And one of them actually knows what they're talking about. We'll let you decide. Welcome to the Beauty and the Beard Pro Wrestling Podcast with your hosts, Woody and Sarah. Welcome, everybody, to your AEW Dynamite review for September 15th, 2021. Dynamite comes to us from Newark, New Jersey this week. Really, it feel, felt like the go-home show for a pay-per-view. Yeah. Because we have the Grand Slam, two-night Grand Slam event. Uh, we're getting a two-hour rampage next week, folks. Everyone's uh, so asking you- for it. Yeah, and it was ironically on the Q&A, we were talking about, are they going to extend Rampage or not? Little did we know, the very <laughs> next week, or the very same week that we were recording it, they announced that, uh, yeah, we're getting a two-hour. But it's just a special. It's just a, a one-week see, thing. See, everybody uh, likes it. Yeah, it's a, it's a test. It's a test. <laughs> um, but we'll, we'll see how that goes. But, yeah, this... It was it it was a it definitely felt like a go home show. A lot of stuff built to that show next week or those two shows next week. Ton of stuff tonight. And as great as that was, the greatest thing that happened this week was that I got my profile back. Ooh. Sarah is no longer in control of this guy's profile. It's all mine now. My beautiful face is back up there as my profile pic. Oh, beautiful. That's subjective, but still, my mama thinks so. Um, <laughs> got, got my banner back up. My bio is back the way it was. I don't have any of that crazy stuff about John Moxley being champion or me being a Vince McMahon stan or My Little Pony. All that stuff is uh, it's gone. But the thing is, though, is what was your favorite? <laughs> Oh, what was my, the worst? My favorite? My <laughs> favorite worst. was uh, none of it. Oh, the <laughs> worst. Was my, the worst. The worst, still the worst to me. Uh, it, Vince McMahon, that was still. It, 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 you may not have realized that was going to be the worst of the bunch for me. No. That one really, that one really hurt me, though. <laughs> to, have to, to have to, as a, as a, as a diehard fan of AEW who is sworn off WWE. I just that having that up as my profile was embarrassing for a whole day. It was really embarrassing. But um, if I could take some credit, what I think I did really well was um, everything that you did to me, I got payback in each profile. Because you, <laughs> <laughs> you made me yeah. a WWE stan, I just made you a Vince McMahon one. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> and that's even, that's, it's kind of worse. Kind of worse. You made that, me a that... ma- massive fan of Cody. I made you a massive fan of Malachi Black Malachi. to kill the Nightmare Family. You did. Everything was a, a polar opposite, or at least in relation to a mirror image of. And the Malachi Pony was for Barbie. Barbie, yes. Um, good stuff. It was fun. It, all in good fun. It was. Uh, it was. It was. It was interesting to me uh, waking up every morning to see what you uh, what you had ready for me. I or sometimes like a I baby got... knowing that you have to wake up to that. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I even got the message before I went to bed yeah. because obviously you go to bed before I do. Mm-hmm. You wanted to make sure I had that handy as mm-hmm. soon as I woke up. Yeah. So, uh, I didn't want you waiting. No, of course not. There's nothing yeah. worse than waiting for something that you know is meant to be arriving. 
Yeah, no, that's not it. I did love like me, all no. your actual I reactions that. that I got privately that no one else will have seen. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, let's just say you're not so PC. <laughs> no, it, <laughs> no. Some of my responses to you through DMs were uh, definitely uh, not clean, <laughs> not happy, not happy. Um, but still, yeah, hey, good fun. You, I know. Do you want to know the best bit? The British yes. one was actually taking inspiration from my husband. Uh, it was t- inspiration from your husband? He he said, um, I said, because what? he's British, right? Well, we're both British. <laughs> said he went, What are you doing for his profile now? I was like, I don't know. I'm like beginning to like, you know, I, I, I've got ones that I know I want to do, but I don't want to like, you know, shoot them too early type thing. He said, mm-hmm. Do a complete British one. So that was good. Even the hubby got and- involved. And that sort of tied in too with uh, I thought about that mirrored the one because with the Cody one, mm-hmm. I made basically like Captain America Cody. Yeah. You know, it was like very red, white, and blue, um, mm. star spangled banner stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> so I kind of, I kind of, I felt that with the British yeah. one. I felt that. Yeah. It was good stuff. So good, good <laughs> job. Good job Thank for you. your husband. And even you didn't think I'd be able to come up with anything. No, no, I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I was wrong. Yeah. Very, very wrong. Very, very wrong. Um, but I hope everybody was entertained by that. I think I think a lot of people were. They got a kick out of it. I'm, I'm glad they did. I'm glad they uh, got entertainment from my demise. <laughs> uh, but I'm back. I'm back, folks. I'm back. Uh, ready to go. No more bets for a um, while. <laughs> now let's take a let's take a bet break. How about uh-huh. that? Let's yeah. Yeah. Take a break from a decade or so. Um, <laughs> We'll see um, you on the um, hundred thousand episode of this episode. podcast. <laughs> exactly. Uh, all right. Please, everybody, before we get rolling and everything, don't forget to check out all of our content uh, that comes out weekly, which includes uh, our Dynamite and Rampage reviews, uh, topic discussions, interviews, Q and A's, and reviews and previews of pay per views. Also, don't forget to follow us on Twitter. You can follow the channel at BeautyXTheBeard. You can follow me at LetTheBeardPlay. And you can follow Sarah at Strange underscore Pixie. You can. And please give us a follow on Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you podcast at. So without further ado, Sarah. Yes. You ready to talk some dynamite? Yes, let's go. All right. All right. Everything got started with CM Punk coming out to join the commentary desk for this show, which in hindsight was probably a bad idea Mm. because things didn't end so well for Mr. Punk at that commentary table later in the night. But we will get to that. Uh, But the first match of the show was Adam Cole Bay Bay. Versus Frankie Kazarian, the Elite Hunter. And it ended with a victory for Adam Cole. Uh, He hit the Panama Sunrise, followed by a running knee to the head, and that put Frankie Kazarian away. Uh, Afterwards, we got story time with Adam Cole in the post-match. And he issued a challenge to Christian Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy. We're going to get a trios match. It's going to be... Those three guys versus Adam Cole and the Young Bucks. 
on Rampage next week at yep. the Grand Slam event, the two-hour special of Rampage. So, how did you like this opener? One, CM Punk's um, entrance mm-hmm. is getting along the line of Cody's. <laughs> <laughs> except, except, I prefer CM Punk's. <laughs> I bet. Um, he's, he's having fun. He is. I just bit. love every time he dives into the crowd, you can see the security guards having a panic attack. <laughs> and we're not going to get him back. Oh, don't worry, no one's going to hurt Punk. <laughs> um, <laughs> the match was really good. Like, I have not mm-hmm. seen Adam mm-hmm. Cole wrestle since 2019, the mm-hmm. NXT War Games of 2019, I think. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. And, and, Pretty much sure honestly, I've never seen a full Adam Cole match. And that's where my lack of, of especially recent WWE mm. knowledge comes in. Really, I've seen highlights, but not a full match until this one. That's the mm. God's honest truth. For sure. Yeah, he's good in you, though. He is good. He is, he very is really good. good. Um, As advertised. Yeah, he is really good. Um, so, yeah, this was a good match to kick off. Because um, they're wearing his SCU colors, bless him. Mm-hmm. Still holding on to them days. Um, I just also like the fact that um, it was like, I've only been here for a short time, and there's three guys who really got under my skin. It's like, mm-hmm. dude, you've been here for like two weeks. I mean, yeah. I have a problem not liking people. Not this bad. <laughs> At least give people chances. <laughs> He's not giving them a chance. I was just like, no, nah, I don't like you. <laughs> Adam Cole's not making any friends right off the bat, no. that's for sure. Sticking with his little awesome team. Match, mm-hmm. But can I just um, say, regarding Adam Cole, did anybody, I don't know why I'm asking, did anybody, because no one's going to answer me apart from you, um, see <laughs> BTE this week? I, I, I have to lower my hand. I did not. Well, there was a well. very interesting bit in it where, um, obviously, back when it was the Bullet Club, and Kenny Omega and Adam Cole had a bit of, you know, back and forth kind of like, you know, mm. one up in each other trying to do things. And Kenny, mm. in commas, um, killed him. Um, so um, <laughs> Adam Cole was like, oh, right, so catch me up on what's been going on type thing. Um, and they're like, we're not the Bullet Club anymore. We don't do that. Hand All this type of stuff. And he's mm-hmm. like, oh, right, right. He said, right, well, I'm off to have a brewski with uh, um, Hangman. And they went, eh. Yeah, uh, about that. Um, he's like, what, what? He'll have a drink. And he's like, no, why don't you have an energy drink instead? And he picked up a monster, which was the drink that was poisoned. And he's like, on second uh. thoughts, no, I'll have, I'll have a bang. And um, he was like, so so what's, I'll go talk to Adam Page. He's like, yeah, no. And as it cut away, and he was like, oh, I've got to, I've got to be, I've got to be on Adam Cole's side and all this. And the young book's like, should we tell him about Hangman? He got to, we just kind of like let him find out on his own. It was quite a good little segment, and it was at the beginning. It's just Kenny once again playing that absolute like childish, cowardish heel. But I think he's like, he's probably my fave Kenny Omega. Um, so yeah, so it was a good BT, but if you've not watched it, go watch it. It's brilliant. There we go. All that right. was my plug for so, BTE. Not that they so need everybody, it, like. go check out BTE, including me. Yes. Uh, the next, we got a pre-recorded promo to let us know that we are getting an AEW tag team title match on Rampage this week between the Lucha Brothers and the Butcher and the Blade. 
Should be a good That's match. going to be a good match because they were used to be teammates, didn't they? In Eddie's little family. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very short-lived family. Very it was a very short-lived yes. family. Uh, but yeah, any I can't wait to see the butcher back in the um, ring because I've missed him. He's mm-hmm. been off being a <clears throat> guitarist, and you know yep. that type of stuff. But yeah, I can't I can't wait to see him back in because he is fun to watch. Yep, I watched. Uh, they com- competed on. Uh, Dark this week, and if you haven't watched Dark this week, by the way, there's a plug for AW Dark since you just did one for BTE. <laughs> they this was the first episode that was filmed at Universal Studios, okay, in Orlando. So now uh, it's going to be the home for AW Dark, uh, unless they have a. Uh, I want to say when they do live rampages, mm. they may film Dark at the live rampage if, if, if I'm understanding that correctly. But other than that, Dark is going to be filmed there at Universal Studios, which is pretty cool because we're supposed yeah. to be making another trip down there next year. So when I mentioned it to my wife, uh, <laughs> she, I said, hey, you know, they're filming Dark at Universal Studios. Ginormous eye roll. She's like, mm. oh, great. You're going to want to get tickets. I said, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're, if they're filming while we're down there, I'm going. I'm down. So uh, it's pretty cool, but this this setting, just check it out though. The way they have it set up, it looks it's a different look to dark because you got banners yeah. hanging up in the background of the different pay per view posters and stuff, and it's oh, wow. a little more of an intimate setting. It looks maybe like there's 200 people there, I guess. Wow. Uh, the stage looks a little different. Uh, it's just a different different look to it, so it's, it's yeah. worth checking out. But it made me think of because Butcher and the Blade they, they had a yeah. match there this week, so. All right, so check that. Check out BTE. Check out AEW Dark. Indeed. <laughs> All right. Uh, next, we, we had Tony Schiavone uh, in the back with Sammy Guevara and Fuego <laughs> del Sol. And Fuego got a contract, you know, recently. Mm-hmm. Also, he's got a brand new car. Lucky uh, son but, of a gun. But he wants the TNT title really, really bad. So much so that he laid out a challenge to... Miro for the TNT title, and he's going to put his car on the line in this match with Miro. He's like Olahaf at home going, what are you doing? We (laughs) just got got the car. car. (laughs) I haven't even gotten to drive it yet. And you're putting it on the the line. (laughs) He wants that belt bad. I have a funny feeling he's not getting it. (laughs) No, I got a funny feeling he's losing that car. No. Too bad. Um uh yeah. Whew. Next we got an uh in ring promo oh. from Mr. Maxwell Jacob Friedman. This guy. Wow. This yeah. guy. <laughs> mm. He uh I got look, I, there's this vendor at work uh who just recently, just side note, who just recently uh he was a big WWE fan and all of a sudden, one day he came to work and was like, "Hey, you watch that AEW, right?" I said, yeah, that I do. That's all I watch. That MJF guy, he's pretty good. I like him. So now, every every Thursday, if I see, yeah, but every Thursday I see because he loves the old school hills. He talks about these old school hills back in the territory days all the time, yeah. and that's why he says see, MJF reminds me. He's a little older than me. So he says MJF reminds him so much of these old school territory hills, you know. Yeah. So he's just – this is his guy. And all of a sudden, he's stopped watching WWE and he just watches AEW because MJF sucked him into it. 
I mean, it, everybody's got that guy that brings you in, and it's that yeah. he loves those heels. So anyway, so I I saw him uh, today at work, and he's like, his eyes were just huge. He goes, "Oh my <laughs> gosh, MJF!" <laughs> you know, he just went on and on about this promo. So yeah, because uh, when you cut a promo on someone who is deceased, which basically <laughs> he did. That is going to get you talked about. Not always in a good way, because some yeah. people, this is one that will get some people upset. So. Mm-hmm. But in this promo in the ring, uh, he he spoke to Brian Pillman Sr. while looking down. Oh, no, he started looking up first. Oh, he started up. You're right. He started up. And then he went, oh, sorry. He, even, <laughs> even that was like, I was like, oh, man, really? Like. <laughs> But then when he looked down, I was oh, 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 stop. So he's telling him that if his son showed, he was basically telling Brian Pillman Sr. to somehow tell Brian Pillman Jr. from beyond that if he shows up at the Grand Slam next week, that he'll destroy him. Pillman's music hit, and MJF sent Warlow to meet him on the ramp. But it was a swerve. Uh, Pillman came out of the crowd, had a chair, and, and uh, attacked MJF from behind. Uh, Wardlow got back in there. Pillman baited him in, got him to fall over the ropes to the outside. So in the end, Wardlow and MJF are on the outside. Pillman's in the ring, fired up with the chair because you know obviously he had heard enough. When you got a man out there cutting a promo and your deceased father, I mean, mm-hmm. come on. Um, so it really kind of got things uh, a little fired up going into New York next week. A little fired up. Yeah, this was. Um, I know. I get that some people may, you know, find this like a sensitive topic, or oh yeah, yeah. That is like everybody is allowed to have those feelings. What I always like to keep in the back of my mind is one, it's wrestling. So two, mm. they've had to have like some type of clearance from Brian Pillman Jr. and the family for this. No, There's no, no way doubt. this would yeah. go ahead on TK's watch without it being okay, you know, and talk yes, through yes. if you want to go behind yeah. kayfabe. Um, mm-hmm. So, like I said, you can be upset and you can not like it and oh yeah, all that type of thing, your feelings, you're allowed. But when, like, so I, I, you know, I'm a bit like, hey, jeez, mate, that's it. <laughs> oh, that's a bit, that's a bit below the, you know, the line. But mm-hmm. then my head's like, but this has had to have been okayed. So, in yeah. a way, it, I then don't feel as uncomfortable watching it personally. But, okay. well, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's designed, yeah, to, for people yeah. that got upset with it. It's designed to make people upset. Yeah. That's and what even, it's supposed to do. And even he said, um, look, apparently last week I may have upset some fans, but I don't care. And it's it's MJF. <laughs> he is, like, probably the best heel in like over a generation or something because he's so good he can mm-hmm. get your back up with just uttering a few words he's got it he's got hook line and sinker it may not yeah. be to everybody's taste it may you know some people no. may be completely against it mm-hmm. but the guy can still deliver brutal lines that hit you do you know what I'm looking forward yeah. to it sounds really sadistic from my end I can't wait until he comes over here to like the city near where I live and just like start like calling us, oh, because yeah. we've had a lot of stuff in this like city near where I am. Well, there's two big cities near where I am, and we've had like a uh, lot of stuff happen over the years. Oh, and I'm just wondering which one he's going to pick. 
I'm I'm sure he'll have plenty of ammo I'm by the sure, time he gets I'm over sure. there. Yeah, but that <laughs> that'll be interesting. Oh, it will be interesting from my point of view. I'll just be like, eh. <laughs> I, I would I would love <laughs> I would love by that point for him to be feuding with Anthony Agogo. Oh um, yes. That would be uh, that'd be something else for 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 that mm. for that for that UK tour. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But him run down one of your guys, uh, that would be something else. Mm. Um, he's not going to run down Kip Sabian, is he? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. he could, <laughs> but <laughs> probably more likely for the Anthony yeah. Gogo <laughs> By by then, Kip may still be hiding from Miro. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I would be, yep. uh, but after this, we it was kind of the weird placement uh, for this because we we had they then showed an interview from earlier in the day with Brian Pillman Jr. with Jr. Which I thought mm. it was strange right after that yeah, segment. I almost felt like maybe well. this should have been before or yeah. something, but it, it was really just Jim Ross. It, it, it was weird because Jim Ross asked Pillman, uh, "Did he plan to kick MJS butt?" Grand Slam, and I was like, "Well, yeah. What, what other plans would he have? Why is he having the match if he doesn't want to kick his butt?" No, he's going to try uh, and peace talks and cake. <laughs> no, dude, no, Jim, we're gonna thumb wrestle. That's what we're gonna do. Yeah, we're gonna have a nice it. sit down and talk it like adults. We have a mediation, and I'm gonna uh, hold a pillow, and then I'll talk, and then MPF <laughs> will hold the pillow, and he'll talk, and we'll work through our differences in front of a crowd of what fourteen thousand people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, something I think you know, Pillman. When I see these promos, not and not to say it's bad, but and even how he carries himself in the ring, like when yeah. he he seems like he gets a little like the moments a little too big for him, like he gets a yeah. little too excited, a little too animated. Something where it's just like, I think, this, I think, I, yeah, I think that's gonna it, come with experience. Though he's only watching yeah. doing it three four yeah. years but it's like he gets caught up in the moment a little yeah. bit I, I think in the in the promo you know it wasn't bad either but you still kind of you seem really green in that sit down interview with mm-hmm. jr too that's but i think I it's one of those things went, five, yeah that's why i'm yeah. surprised he went toe-to-toe with mgf because i mean exactly talk about promo dropping you in the deep end and hoping you swim <laughs> uh, but i think it's one of these things we're going to look at five years from now six years from now and look back at the growth of yeah. Pillman Jr. And it is going to be awesome because it's one of those things where you're along for the ride. So mm-hmm. you're seeing it now and you're literally watching the development of Pillman Jr. before our eyes. Yeah. So in six, seven years, if he's climbed that ladder and he's fiery promos and he's do, you know, he's pulling one of these Cody Rhodes promos in the middle of the ring that, you know, cause Cody, he's one of those, he can get those, those raw, raw promos that fire the fans up. You know, he, he's mm-hmm. really good at that if you see Pillman get to that point where he's doing that in the ring and you're like, man, I remember watching him with Jr. and he just looked over animated in the ring and what the more natural he gets with it. It's just going to be, I think, I feel like this is going to be one of those fun uh, rides with him to see how he yeah. develops. I think, I think he's got it. It's just, uh, it's just, it's, it's going to be fun watching that development happen. Mm-hmm. Um, Alex Marvez was in the back with Jungle Boy Christian, Luchasaurus and Marco Stunt. And they're ready for the super click next week on Rampage. Uh, but this is the line that everybody's going to be talking about from this. I know the line. Yeah. Christian says 
here's the thing, Adam, talking to Adam Cole. We accept your challenge. Since you're already used to losing Wednesday Night Wars, let's add Friday to that. And <laughs> and then he said, your, your friends already drug you out of developmental. A couple of shots at, at, uh, at WWE, specifically NXT. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what everybody would be talking about coming out of this little promo. I mean, mic drop for Christian. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, and promos are getting a bit more fluid, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this was... I just love um, Marco Stunk's face during this, like, going, yeah, oh, there you go. So, like, oh, yeah, oh. Uh-huh. He's just... Uh-huh. <laughs> I just love how, like, Lucifer looks like he's just pinned him in place, like, you're not going anywhere, you're staying there. Because, like, if they, like, yeah. go, he'll, like, run wild, like a puppy <laughs> or something. Um, <laughs> just bouncing off the walls. Um <laughs> I mean, I always yeah. love Luchasaurus, his little um, dinosaur growl at the end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and just yeah. feelings. Happy feelings for that. <laughs> All right. All right. In the next match, uh, FTR picked up the win over Matt Seidel and Dante Martin by hitting the big rig on Dante Martin. And that's how that one ended. But a great match. Uh, FTR's. Uh, Old school style versus Matt Seidel and Dante Martin's more uh, aerial, quick moving, high yeah. flying. It was all about trying to slow them down. So uh, a good win, good match uh, for FTR and those two. Yeah, um, Matt Seidel's brother injured as well. I, I wondered that myself because you got a tag guy who normally has a tag team partner mm. tagging with another tag guy who's missing a tag team partner. I don't mm. know. Um Unless they just wanted to feature Dante Martin because they seem to love doing yeah. that. Yeah. I this was a this was a really good match. It's always an interesting mm-hmm. contrast putting FTR in with high flyers because mm-hmm. they've they've the high flyers have basically got to <clears throat> break out of FTR's grasp. And mm-hmm. FTR have to work really hard to kind of like ground them and just like kind of the way they call up the ring and stuff. So I always love watching them kind of like contrasted matches because they get a bit ingenious and you just see things that you wouldn't normally see in say like a high, like two matches with like two high flying tag teams in or a match with, you know, two teams at work, you know, really grounded. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I do love seeing them. Type. It's just something different. It's not always the same formula. It's just different. Yeah. Uh, next we heard from Lance Archer, who was with Minoru Suzuki, and Lance was not happy about how Minoru Suzuki was treated in Cincinnati when he faced uh, John Moxley. Uh, I think a lot of this stems from the fact that his his theme music uh, didn't get to finish uh, his entrance music. A lot of people were upset about that; they didn't get mm-hmm. to get to the chorus of Kaze Dinare, but that. They're going to get some revenge for that. Uh, they're going to show Moxley and Eddie the true nature of strong style in New York. So we're going to get that oh Lance God. Archer teaming with Minoru Suzuki versus John Moxley and Eddie Kingston. I am genuinely, and this is no joke, genuinely petrified. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it does, it, you know, it, it has the feeling of a New Japan match in AEW for sure, because mm-hmm. this is a match we could have easily seen 
take place in New Japan. You know, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a hard hitter for sure. Yeah, I, these, I'm looking these forward four to guys. it. But I, like I said, genuinely petrified. <laughs> for 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 everybody in the match, or just for John Moxley and Eddie Kingston? Just for John Moxley and Eddie Kingston. If I'm <laughs> <Yeah. being honest. laughs> we ain't worried about you, Archer and Suzuki. Like y'all can get pounded, but. <laughs> just, we take it easy. Just like Mox doesn't need any more reason to be like annoyed at the world, is he? Right now, let's be honest. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh no, I just the thing is though is like if it was Mox and Eddie against anybody else, I'd hundred percent say it's fine. Mox and Eddie are gonna go through and like go over and get the win. But mm. <laughs> I genuinely don't know what I'm scared. This could go either way. And I think it's going to go either way. <laughs> you never know. Maybe Mox will turn on Eddie in this uh Oh, match. my goodness. Not in New York. I'm not getting my TNT match. I'm not getting my tag match in New York. So let's not have Mox <laughs> turn on Eddie in New York and just make it, like, you know, devastating. It, it is enough. weird. It's a, a good point. For so long, we've been pointing to the show in New York yeah. going, Proud and powerful are going to win the tag titles, yep. or Eddie Kingston's going to win the TNT title, and neither are going to happen nope. in New York. A little, I mean, I'm excited for the show, but I'm a little bit, oh, because neither one of I'm those a, are going to happen. I'm a little bit miffed. Yeah. Because... It's going to be okay, though. But gonna... at the end of the day, like, we knew the tag match, the belts for Santana yeah. Ortiz weren't going to happen as soon as Lucha has won them. And yeah. up until. I watched it this morning. I was still holding up for Eddie Kingston to get the TNT match. And then he's like, so, Eddie and Mox are going to... I was like, oh, what's what's going to happen to the TNT title then? Because that's surely going to be on the line. Not at those shows. Doesn't look like it. Um, Stop, TK. You doing? (laughs) It's all I've had such a nice birthday. (laughs) That's what it was. He spent all the happiness for you at that show. So you got all that happy, happy, happy. Now it's back to reality. We got to, you know, we got to go for, we got to worry about some other people making other people happy with these. Well, I hope whoever's birthday <laughs> is, have fun. It's, yeah. <laughs> yes, it's, it's somebody else's birthday somewhere. <laughs> Enjoy all right. it. It gets yeah. taken away from you the week after. <laughs> <laughs> Next, Malachi Black uh, made his entrance, uh, and I'll tell you, as on our was it during the Q and A? I think it was during the Q and A. Yes, when we were talking, we got the question from Slick about uh, Stardust and all that with Cody, and I'd mentioned on there that I thought a good way for Cody to get it black was to to steal his entrance. Mm-hmm. So when when Malachi Black was coming down, yeah, I saw like. He had, I could see he had pants on, like suit pants or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, that's Cody. I legit got <laughs> the Cody. same. I did you? Same so much. I was going, that's bloody Cody Rhodes up. I was like, how dare he? How dare he? And he literally took till he got to the ring mm-hmm. and, and um, took the mask off. No, like, until he got to the ring and, the ca- and he sat down and the camera. Like kind of like pan from his hands. I went, no, he's got tattoos on his hand. That ain't Cody. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was, I didn't get it until he finally. That's saw the mask coming off. I went, well, unless he stole Malachi's face, that's actually <laughs> Malachi Black. Like, Cody's not was, that good. I was legit like, 
I can't, okay. I can't believe it. He, he's I was he's done it. I wasn't I, the I, only I, one. No, I was like, I was like, if this has happened, I'm never gonna hear the end of it. Like <laughs> from you and from Slick at the same time, I won't hear the end of it. And I was just like, no. That, that would have. <laughs> That would have been even better had he removed the mask and it was Stardust. <laughs> <laughs> I could imagine Slick just going absolutely uh, popping off the wall. Crazy. You yeah. going, ah, I knew it. And I'm just like going, <laughs> why? Why can't I have nice things again? <laughs> uh, birthday's over, sister. Mm, um, clearly. So, but the, look, this got wild though. It got really wild. Oh, uh, no. Malachi was addressing the the fans as members of the House of Black. So all when stand, he said, you know, members of yeah. the House of Black, please rise up. You like, stood up. You stood like, up. Should I stand you? up? Should I, should I stand up? <laughs> he can see me. I'm standing up. <laughs> it's like, is this like church? Do I stand up now? <laughs> yeah. I was like, the so, asleep. I was like, I'll pick him up. He'll he'll sort of stand up. <laughs> But when he did this, like he looked over and said, Oh, we have, uh, I forgot what he referred to or as. Oh, an enemy in our midst. That's it. Yeah. And it was Rosario Dawson, who the actress, but she's awesome, by the way. One of the co hosts or judges on the reality show that Cody's on, the Go Big Show, the uh, mm. talent show that he, he judges on. But she's one of the judges on there too. So she's at ringside, and and that's who he's he's talking to as the enemy because she's wearing a Nightmare Family shirt. Um, I guess I guess it, I guess if you show up at an AEW event with a Nightmare Family shirt on, don't let Malachi Black see. It's all because everybody else has been vacating them. Just like oh, I found a shirt here. Oh, <laughs> oh Cody sent me some free merch. I'm going to wear like, it. Cody's like mistake. Don't worry. Please wear this at the show. It will make you look fantastic and the camera will catch you and everything will be okay. I promise, winky face. <laughs> uh, never trust Cody and, again. And all, um, and all the like guys and girls in the back that used to have them jackets are going, oh no, big mistake, girl. What are you doing? <laughs> take it off, uh, take it off, take it off. Don't worry about you. <laughs> so, yeah. So Malachi... You know, draw his attention is is drawn to her, and he gets out of the ring to kind of confront her at ringside. Uh, during this, though, we see somebody coming from the stands in a solid red suit. It is Cody Rhodes. He has returned, comes from the stands all fired up. Apparently, he's coming like from uh, concession stands. He was probably buying one of uh, CM Punk's ice cream bars. My assumption is because I hear they are delicious. Uh, apparently they get you in the mood to fight because when he came down, he was ready to fight. Uh, but as Malachi turned around to, to see Cody coming, Rosario Dawson I know. Jumped, jumped on his back. I'm like, Whoa, <laughs> she, she was ready to try to choke out Malachi Black. It didn't work. I mean, she just hung on for dear life until, you know, she was, uh, she fell off eventually. I'd like to know the insurance for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so from that point on, Malachi and, and Cody lock up and they brawl into the crowd all the way up the stands. And as the, as we go to commercial, they're fighting back towards, you know, the concession stand area, I guess, going to get some more CM Punk ice cream bars, but yeah, they disappear as the, as we go to commercial. So did I know I, now I have commercials. You don't, did anything else happen during the commercial break that I missed? No, it, it basically just went to an AEW screen. That's what we got. 
Okay, so they you don't you cannot confirm or deny though, that they went and got yeah, ice cream bars. Can okay. I just say though, you guys have a lot of commercial breaks. Jeez, mom. Yeah. Hey, AEW's got to pay the bills, you know. So does yeah, TNT. but you have more than us. Like in an hour yeah. program, we have four commercials, one at each quarter hour. Mm-hmm. You seem yeah. to have one every two minutes. We have seventy-five during Dynamite. Yes. Yep. None of those was for Domino's Pizza, by the way. Uh, so you know. <laughs> um, yeah, so when this was happening, obviously, you know, power to the girl jumping on his back, trying to, you know, kick his butt. For me, that's never worked when I'm trying to, you know, like subdue an attacker, but hey, you do what you're going to do. You um, tried that? Yeah, I think I have. <laughs> probably when I was at college. Um, so, yeah, so um, some college guy years. annoyed me, probably just like jumped on his like. Joke him out or something, yeah. Um, so and then obviously, like, I was like, pound over to Conan's, like, oh, surprise, he's back. Did he retire? No, he didn't. <laughs> and then I love all the fact that when the like, announcing was like, we thought he'd retired. I was like, nobody thought he'd retire. No, you didn't, <laughs> you liars. You didn't think he retired. Ike Scalabo was like, last time we saw Cody Rose in the AW ring, he was talking about hanging it up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we all knew what he was doing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> yay, Cody's back. We're... <laughs> I, I I like this though. Uh, it, I liked it, it, but it's just yeah. like I mean, Cody's I, back. It was a good, yeah, it was a good way to get things because you, uh, you know, I, I actually I kind of assumed that we weren't going to see Cody until New York. That's what but, I thought. But it's not a bad idea to, to kind of to see them go at it one more time before then to get you kind of fired up for it, to add that, that fire to it. And it was, it was cool. And I'm not always crazy about the use of celebrities in, in uh, segments, but I, I don't think this was that bad. I think it, you know, it wasn't like she said any cheesy lines or anything like that. Really. Mm-hmm. I don't think she did. And, you know, her, her jumping on his back, you know, it wasn't like she did damage to him or anything like that. <laughs> if she had taken him down or DDT'd him on the outside, it would be different. But she just kind of hung on to his back until she fell off. So, Well, she literally uh, had the Nightmare Family Jackie hunting, so maybe she could have DDT'd him. She just couldn't get the hook right. <laughs> you know, Moxley was showing her at the back, and she just failed the first Yeah, <sighs> almost, almost. So close. That's another but, reason yeah. why I'll be annoyed. <laughs> Yeah, this this worked for me though. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but, I enjoyed yeah, I it, but I yeah. will not give up my Cody gimmick. So you can't make me. <laughs> no. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, the dark, the dark order was in the back uh, along with Anna J and Ty Conti, and they're still having some issues uh, within that group, uh, to the point that Anna J got so fed up with it, she said she did not want a dark order at ringside for her match with the bunny on Rampage. Mm-hmm. Still having issues. I love the fact that Alex Reynolds just randomly turned up and going, yeah, and. and he was just like carrying on an argument from like <laughs> weeks ago. Um, I also love John Silver. He goes, Anna, Anna, Anna. <laughs> She's just like. Come back, come back. Uh, that's another thing you need to watch on BTE. Junk John okay. Silver trying to talk to Anna Jay and Anna Jay literally not being able to hide the fact that she is cracking up with laughter at this segment. 
My husband went, she's not a very good actress. I went, she's not meant to be an actress. She's literally cracking up at a comedy bit that she can't hold together. It was so funny. Um, so, yeah, so that, that's why I just started laughing at this bit because I was just remembering her just, like, literally trying to, like, keep a fixed face. But then, like, she just kept smiling and, like, slightly laughing and, like, holding a wine glass to hide herself laughing. Um, so, yeah, so... It would be hard not to laugh with Silver doing something. He was like really like leaning on her and like dead close and like the side of her face going, Anna, I'm I do a hangman day. I'm just drinking. It's always time for random stuff. But yeah, I mean Dark Order are like combusting right now. And yeah, I'm still saying something's happening at Rochester. Mm-hmm. Whether uh you know, cowboy returns. Or whether it truly blows up into a dark order civil war, I don't know. Something's but going down at Rochester for sure. Something is happening, and Anna Jay cannot deal with those boys anymore. She's done. She She's is done. done. I don't want to see them anymore right now. No. She's like a mother that goes, "I just can't look at you right now." <laughs> just go outside and play. Just go, 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 sort yourselves out. out. <laughs> yeah. I've heard that before. Yeah, so bad. Oh. <laughs> so next we got Dan Lambert once uh-huh. again. This time he's in the ring, not in the uh, luxury box. He's progressing, isn't he? He is. He's uh, came down from his stoop. Uh, and this time he's with uh, more MMA uh, fighters. We have Junior, Junior DeSantos, Andre Orlovsky, Paige Van Zant, and Kayla Harrison along with the men of the year, Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. And he did what he always does. He ran down uh, everything that we love about AEW, the fan base, the talent, uh, making fun of the flips and dives and all the stuff we love in AEW. And we've been waiting for, for somebody to come out and shut him up. But it wasn't at all. I would never have guessed because when Judas hit, I was like, what? Jericho, Chris Jericho and Jake Hager came out. And what was so cool is like Lambert screamed, stop the music, cut the music, cut the music. They cut it and the fans just kept on singing, you know, which is what you expect. So they had to sit there and listen to Judas or keep being sung by the crowd, which drove them even more crazy in the ring. But yeah, so Jericho, you know, said him and and Hager would come down there and handle business in the ring. And then Lambert said, it's not going to happen in New Jersey. But if it's going to happen, it's going to happen next week in New York. Uh, so we're going to get Chris Jericho and Jake Hager versus the men of the year, Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page next week. Uh, I did not did not have Jericho and Jake Hager on my list of people that I thought would, would be facing. So no. what do you think about this? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not. Big on this whole Dan Lambert thing, I think that's quite obvious from everything else yeah. I've said previously. Yeah. Um, yeah. It just seems, and I, I get this that um, people have to move on from storylines and all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. But this feels like, again, what sometimes happens in AEW from my personal um, viewpoint, if you want to say, mm-hmm. someone will have been in a massive long storyline or feud, like what Jericho's been in in a circle, and then when it's over, and they've gone away, and they come back, it feels like they're then just kind of 
shoved into something else mm-hmm. uh, because something else is going on. But because you still remember him as being, you know, kind of like the big part yeah. of like the company for ever how long. I mean, Jericho's thing with MGF was going on for almost a year. It's quite a big like amount of time. And I pretty much know we're going to get the same issue like probably like with um, Kenny and the Elite and stuff. But I don't think it's going to be a massive drop because there's stuff already brewing up for them to do. Um, But with Jericho, it just kind of feels like after the whole Blood and Guts pinnacle versus Inner Circle, it's kind of all been shelved and not really explained why, apart from the fact that everybody's off doing their own thing, Sammy's hanging out with Mm -hmm. Fuego. Mm-hmm. But they're all still wearing the inner circle jackets. Yeah, they're just all have gone their separate ways yeah. to a degree. And even the pinnacles Except- feel like they've done that as well. It's really weird. They have. Yep. Um, yeah, it's 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 like you know, like they come together for these battles and wars like we had, you know, when there's faction wars, but then now that there's not, they're all still part of the factions but doing their own separate things. It's just that I would like to to see, I guess, the rest of the faction with them at some point. Like I was thinking, I was thinking with that, you had, um, you know, six, seven people in the ring mm-hmm. there with with Dan Lambert. Well, Jericho's in a faction with more yeah. people, <laughs> so at least having all of them come out on the ramp with with him and and Jake Hager just for that look, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, would have been nice because he does have a faction, so why not bring back up? Yeah, it makes sense just in case something goes down. Uh, yeah. but maybe they just wanted that visual, uh, so you know it's going to be Jericho and Hager versus mm-hmm. somebody there, you know. So, uh, but it would have just it would it would to me have made more sense to have them all there together because just just to show the unity and the same thing like you mentioned with the pinnacle, just seeing them all together sometimes, not all the time. But yeah, every now exactly. and then, see them together, to whether like, it's backstage or Yeah, something. just to remind us that, you know, mm-hmm. they're a faction because Sammy wears the jacket all the time, Hager wears the jacket all the time. Um, yeah. And it just feels like, I don't know, mm-hmm. like, you know, like when you drift apart from friends that you used to go to school with, but you yeah. still have like a core memory. It's like that, but I just don't see why. <laughs> yeah, it, it's like, it's like, you know, me and you were like this faction, right? We're, we're yeah. this thing. We're Beauty and the Beer podcast. Well, if all of a sudden, like, next week, we still did podcasts, but we did two separate ones. Mm-hmm. It would be like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> is this is this your way of telling me you've got somebody else? Well, there's this other British chick. I bet there is. Your wife's going to legit hate you. <laughs> she's, she's blonde. Oof. Low blow. And and bubbly, uh, the worst. She loves Barbies. Ugh. And Cody Rhodes. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Just kid. Uh, <laughs> I can only handle one British chick. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> I promise you. Uh, yeah, this is it. Um, no, but you know what I'm saying though. It's yeah, like yeah, you yeah. got this. This staying together is like all of a sudden we show up and we do okay. Well, next week they're doing separate podcasts, but we're still we're still a faction, but we're just going to do our own podcast for now. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like uh, can y'all come together sometime? Yeah, I know um, what you mean. yeah. 
it's just yeah. bizarre. And this is what I've said. I, I will always say if like I'm confused with something AEW does or if I don't agree with something, I I you know, I don't I don't kiss the butt. They are amazing, but you know, yeah. they're still being run by humans, so there are still flaws and stuff. Um, if there's one thing we aren't, it's butt kissers. This is very true. That should be the new bark. line, new tagline for the <laughs> <Get> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so Next, we heard from the Gun Club. Uh, they're finally addressing their situation where they attacked Paul White um, because that, that did shock everybody. You know, we were like, what, what, what? You know, my assumption was they're just trying to get out of the Nightmare family somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was it's it's all about trying to get respect. They felt disrespected because they do. Oh, if yes, you look at they do have like a massively good record together yeah. as trios and tag teams and all that. So they got a legit beef as yeah. why they're not getting respect. And that that yeah, makes sense. Them tying in with the factory. Mm-hmm. It does. Um, but there, you know, there is something to be said for quality of wins. Yeah. yeah. But we'll just. It is what it is. I'm not going to tell them that to their face. I uh, but yeah, but they wanted to make a statement. No, there is. <laughs> but if they wanted to make a statement, they definitely made a big statement uh, by getting the biggest man on the roster. So you're about to say uh, Big Show, aren't you? I was trying to think of a joke. I was like the biggest man, the on, biggest, biggest man, man on the show. <laughs> like, like. Their records are white hot, <laughs> and they attack the biggest man on the show. It's like the cows all over again. Mm. <laughs> uh, well, it's a big show. <laughs> it's a big bad show tonight. Okay, yes. So, uh, what did you think about this uh, this segment? <laughs> um, my thoughts were, yeah, they've got a point. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. Good point. Good point. Nothing All else right. much to go with this. What's no. It's just like, yeah, that point. <laughs> yeah. Because when you're the gun club, sometimes you just got to shoot your shot. Yeah. Pew, pew. Pew, pew. pew. Uh, Government calling. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> uh, um, All right. Uh, Go, Austin. Next. Go. Out. <laughs> uh, I'm waiting for the for the Colton chance again. How did, how did it sound like a zombie last time I did it? Yeah. Colton. 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 Austin. All right. <laughs> Billy. He's Come ready. here, Billy. <laughs> The next match. Yeah, the next match, which I love, by the way. Yes. Versus legit Layla Hirsch. Hirsch, at the end, Hirsch missed with a moonsault, which she seems to do every match that I see her lose. She goes for that moonsault and misses. Stop doing it. (laughs) <laughs> Stop doing the moonsault, Layla. Stop doing the moonsault. So she misses it. She gets up. Jade hits her with a pump kick. Just about knocks her head off with it. And follows it with the jaded. Uh, drops her on her face for the one, two, three. But this... I, I love this because for the first time 
it it looked like Jade ran into a brick wall. Uh, yeah, like really she, her up. matches have all been squashes for the most part. This was the first time where it looked like she struggled uh, and tried to regain her composure after the match. Like, yeah, that was nothing. That was nothing. Yeah, but mm. we all know it was something. You know? Yeah. So it was. This was actually was quite a good showing for Jade as well. I'll it was. But what I'm saying is because Jade's had such short matches mm-hmm. in the past, this really yep. like kind of what's the word I want to use? Like showcased. Like more of her ability, obviously that she's mm-hmm. been learning more and developing more with it, and yep. this was an amazing showing for Layla Hirsch as well because, I mean, she kept up mm-hmm. kept up with Jade, and yeah, um, I mean they are both like powerful, strong women in the ring anyway, yes. um, so yeah, I mean even Mark Sterling was getting a bit stressed out at ringside, um, yeah. but this was this was great, and this is. This is a type of women's match that I enjoy, you know, where it's like, it's not about the, it's about a good match that, you know, shows you talent and performance above everything else. They just happen to be women. (laughs) Yeah. and Yeah. I I love it to where we can get to the point where we're not even thinking about where's the women's match place or is there a women's match? Everything just flows to where it's Mm -hmm. just, it's just wrestling. Yeah, we're just watching wrestling. It doesn't matter who they are in the ring. Just, mm-hmm. We're just enjoying wrestling, not thinking about. Yeah, are there is there one women's match on here? It just, man, just yeah, uh, yeah. And this is one of those matches where it did not matter. It was just a great match, not a great women's match. It was a great match. It was period. a great match. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for those uh, people, you know, because we still look at Jade as being a little bit of a green talent because she still, you know, she ha- doesn't have that many matches under her belt. Yeah. Uh, this says this match says a lot for Layla Hirsch too, mm-hmm. uh, because probably since she's got more in ring, more, more matches under her belt than Jade, uh, she you know, there's always that one person that carries a lot of the match, and it says a lot about her her ability to help carry this match too, uh, mm-hmm. because Jade being the greener of the talent, it just shows goes to show you how great Layla is too. So yeah, um, yeah, she's she's really really good. Uh, been one of my biggest surprises in AEW oh, over the last yeah. over the last year. Yeah, yeah. just kind of came out of nowhere. hundred percent. Um, next, we heard from Andrade, and Andrade was not happy about how things went down on Rampage this last week. It looked like he th- physically threatened the iPad man, uh, and which I still don't know what his name is. Um, I think they said his name, but I just can't remember it. Did they say it? Okay, yeah. I missed it. I'm still going with iPad man. The yeah. guy that had the taser and everything on Rampage, his assistant. Uh, he was upset with him, but he he wasn't really in on the situation. He said that was all Chavo's doing. Uh, so apparently Chavo is gone. Chavo is dealt with. Um, no longer a part of the crew, right? It seems uh, that way, which is bizarre. But yeah. So uh, yeah, he's considering he arrived with Fafa. <laughs> yeah, he did, and now booted because uh, and, and it sets up Andrade. I kind of like this whole because Andrade showed fire in this is mm. like he he's the one in charge and if things don't go right he will slap people around even the ones that are with him it, and I think mm. he referred to himself as the, he is the kingpin yeah in the end so it kind of I don't know it uh 
I think it, it, it just showed more more fire in this promo than I've seen in some of the stuff so far. Some of the character work he's done. Yeah. I, I liked it. I liked it. Yeah, I'm still I'm still struggling with this whole idea around Andrade. Um Yeah. Mm-hmm. I am giving it chances to, you know, you know, move into something or whatever the the plan is. It's just uh-huh. right now not grabbing me as much as what I want it to. Um I don't know what it is. It may just be me. But yeah. I just I don't I'm not feeling drawn to it like I'm like, oh what's gonna happen next week? I'm just like, mm-hmm. oh well we'll see what happens next week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I agree. It hasn't really is is there's there are not many layers to this character like we talk about with others. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I did like there was something about this one that piqued my interest more than the rest. Uh, mm-hmm. maybe it was just the the anger that Andrade showed, I think, is what got me. Yeah. Uh, but we'll see. If we keep seeing just that same type of thing for the next couple of weeks, it might lose my interest again. Yeah. <laughs> but but I'm hoping this is leading in a certain direction. So we'll see. Next, uh, Taz and Hook approached CM Punk at the commentary table. Oh, my God. Um, kind of instigating something there with CM Punk. We know... Uh, there's a little beef that started with uh, Punk and Taz last week. And Punk got up from the table and was uh, a little like he is about to put his hands on Hook, maybe. I thought, oh, we're going to get some Hook action here. But he was blindsided by Will Hobbs, powerhouse Hobbs. That's a big man. Mm. You get blindsided yes. by a big man mm. like that. Yes. I mean, surely people can see him coming. <laughs> The guy's wearing bright orange gear, and he's huge. But by the time you see him, it's too late, uh, as CM Punk found out. And by the end of this, CM Punk was choke slammed onto the commentary table, and the commentary table no sold it. Like it, it didn't. Mm. It didn't. It's not one of those where it falls apart in fifteen different directions. Yeah. No, it's like. Boom, solid, and he just slid off to the side. It's not like a WWE one that looks like it's been put together like you do a car ball. No, there was no. It just like opens up like a flower. It didn't crash. I hope Zam Punk was aware of that before. (laughs) He's like, wait a minute. The the last one I was slammed on was a lot (laughs) nicer than this one. It was a lot more forgiving. (laughs) This was a table. This was an actual Um, table. Yeah. uh, It was, yeah, it was. It was great. Hook got a little action in on this, too. I uh, love that. Yeah. I, mean, I love the whole got... segment, but I love the fact that we actually saw Hook do something. Because yeah. I was watching this, and I legit, when Hook got Punk in that position, I was like, Hook's going to do a move. Hook's got... I was generally getting excited, like, Hook's going to do a move, he's going to do a move, he's going to do a move. And then he just held him and was like, Hook did something. Hook technically did something. It's not going to be long now until he's in the ring. We're getting this slowly. Hey, and the 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 graphic for the uh, Rampage match uh, with Hobbs. By the way, we're going to get Hobbs and CM Punk on Rampage. By the way, uh, for the ramp, <laughs> yeah, for the Rampage Grand Slam next week. Yeah, but on that graphic, it shows Hook in ring gear. By the way, just Does if it? you have yeah, if you haven't seen it, check it out. Yep. I did not see got in, that. Got a bit of ring gear. That's what it looks like. 
Um, but, but, you know, I was talking, I guess, last week, I think it was last week, about how Punk needed something to agitate him, to really yeah. – uh, to make him angry, to make him more yeah. violent, to make him more aggressive. This could be, I mean, if, well, if anything's going to aggravate you, getting chokeslammed onto a solid table yeah. <laughs> could, could be the thing. That could be the thing. So that next time we see Punk come out, it might not be the happy, happy Punk. Not to say Punk can't still be happy, but he's got a, purpose for sure now because there's a revenge factor in this we could see a different side of punk in AEW the next time we see it <laughs> um, I also like the fact that punk with the younger guys it just seems to I know that's his, what he said he wanted to do but I'm mm-hmm. quite impressed that that is happening and yeah. it it seems organic as well it doesn't seem like there's any extra work being put in even though there's work being put in it doesn't seem like it's a major effort to get this going. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm loving this right now. Mm-hmm. And if this leads at some point to CM Punk in a program with uh, Ricky Starks, Ooh, that's going to be even, even cooler. Yeah. Um, yeah, next we got Sean Spears Psycho versus Sean Spears. Psycho Chairman. Uh, Sean Spears versus Darby Allen. And during the match, uh, there were some steps that got pulled out. I think Spears pulled them out. And yeah. Set up, set up, the ring steps got set up at ringside mm-hmm. there. Um, <clears throat> Spears ended up on these steps. Uh, Darby did a cannonball dive through the ropes, knocking Spears off the steps, which was brutal. Uh, yeah. He's like shooting a bullet out of a gun when I he know. flies through those Darby's ropes. And, uh I usually worry more about Darby and that than I do the guy he's hitting. It's just yeah. you know, crazy. Uh, so he tossed um, Spears back in the ring, hit the coffin drop for the one, two, three. And after the match, FTR showed up and attacked Sting and Darby. Uh, Tully used a chair on Sting's back. And in the end, it was FTR dropping Sting with a spike pile driver. Wow. I mean, when they picked him up, my mm. heart stopped for just a minute. I'm like, don't spike yeah. pile drive sting. But yeah, they did it. And uh, they ended up wiping off uh, Sting's face paint uh, while the crowd chanted a hole. Crowd was not happy about Sting being disrespected that way. I wasn't either. I thought that was, uh, that was a nice way to add heat to this so quickly because we've mm-hmm. all of a sudden gotten this, this feud here between. FTR, Tully, Spears, you know, the pinnacle basically is really what we're looking at. You know, we're just talking about them and Sting and Darby, uh, but it happened out of nowhere, but all of a sudden there's, there's some heat added to this. So yeah. uh, What what did you think about? I sent you the video of Sean Spears in that I got from his Instagram. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. I just love it where he's tapping the chair at the end going, the chairman cometh. And it's just Mm -hmm. like, his eyes are just like, pinpoint on like the camera and it's just it got me excited but it also at the same time like sent shudders down my spine like I know what I'm like you know I know but still I mean I think like you said he's one of the most underrated Mm -hmm. promos and guys in AEW I mean 
The he guy is. has got his character down to a T. And not everybody will see it and not everybody will like it, but I really like the Sean Spears that we've got right now. Um, mm-hmm. He just... he is literally one of the most underrated promos yeah. in, in wrestling. Definitely in AEW. Yeah. It just... I, and I say underrated because I, I underrated myself. I don't mm-hmm. I, when I think of the better promo guys in the company, I don't include Sean Spears no. in that. But yet every time I see him cut a promo, especially in these videos, he doesn't, he uh, doesn't vignettes. cut them that often. I think that's the yeah. thing. If he cut them more often, I think he would get on the list. But because mm-hmm. they're every now and again, he kind of like gets like you know, not forgotten, but kind of like lower down, if you will. And um, yeah. I just love this match. Like between the pair of them, Darby and Sean Spears, this was brilliant. My heart broke when Darby got his face paint taken off, though. I'm yeah, he say. did get his wiped off during the match too. I You're did right. generally feel a bit sad. Um, and this was like one of them where I like both the guys in the match, so I was just like, everybody be safe. <laughs> um, <laughs> so Quite yeah, nice. um, this was great. And if we're going for a feud with this, then I'm a hundred percent. Here for yeah. it. Just don't keep dropping sting like that because I will have a panic attack. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's he's up on that just a little bit, guys. Yeah. And also something we've learned is that uh, Sting and Darby should probably invest in waterproof paint yes. for their face. Yes, that would be a wise move going forward. Mm. Yep. Uh, should have done that already, but I mean, hey, yeah. it's not my it's not my face. <laughs> um, you go tell them. Yeah, <laughs> got up. Uh, not gonna, not gonna do that. Excuse me, Mister Sting. Uh, excuse me, <laughs> <laughs> Mister Sting. Uh, if I may suggest, as you're putting some glasses on, <laughs> I may suggest. Yeah, if I may suggest, uh, could you waterproof paint? That wouldn't. Ha- okay, yeah. Never mind. I'll just see myself out. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm talking um, to you now. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> next we heard from Brian Danielson, the American Dragon. He was in the ring with Tony Schiavone. <laughs> you know, he's he. I mean, he means business in AEW. Basically, he means business. He's here to show that he is the best wrestler in the world. Uh, he was interrupted by Don Callis and Omega, though, because obviously Omega has a little bit to say about who's the best wrestler in the world. Uh, he is the AEW world champion, but Callis was the one, as usual, running his mouth. He kept on running his mouth until Brian told him to shut up. Uh, again, Brian means business. He wants Omega one-on-one to see who is the best. And no title needs to be on the line. He just wants the best bout machine. A yes chance break out in the crowd because, yes, everybody wants to see the American Dragon versus the best bout machine. And Omega looks serious all of a sudden. Yeah. It's like a uh, little bit of the chip on his shoulder, like the ego took a hit mm. in that moment. And much to Don Callis' dismay, uh, Kenny Omega accepted the challenge. We're going to get... This is mental. Kenny Omega versus Brian Danielson. Next week... On free TV, not not pay per view, not 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 pay per view. On just regular old television, we're gonna get Kenny Omega versus Brian Danielson one on one in New York at Arthur Ashe at the Grand Slam Dynamite. 
It's crazy, what? isn't it? It's absolutely crazy. What is 2021? What is it? What? Yeah. What is 2021 in AEW? I mean, it's absolutely How cool is this? mind-blowing right now. I mean, um, this this is on everybody's dream list match. He's been on it for ages as well. That's the thing. It's not exactly like, oh, yeah, that would be a good idea. <laughs> yeah. And it's not like, hey... Brian, once you work your way up, wrestle a couple matches, and then we'll get to this. It's like, nope, straight to it. First match. Yeah. <laughs> We're not just passing everybody. And it's not for the title. I like that. It doesn't need to be for the title. Punk comes in. Yeah, there's Darby Allen. Adam Cole comes in. Yeah, there's Frankie Kazarian. Brian Danielson. Yeah, there's Kenny Omega. <laughs> Kenny Omega. That's the one I want. <laughs> oh, this is mental. Um, Top shelf. Yep. I. Look, I love this entire bit. Um, I love the fact the line I love so much from Don Callis was the hippie millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> what a difficult session this must have been for you to join AEW. I was just like, wow, hippie millionaire. <laughs> wow, <laughs> you went there, uh, and he's like, um, great. So this, the company that was built on the back of Kenny Omega and because it's what you wanted to help the industry and people call me a carny SOB. Kenny told me he knows how you think and that you really believe this so that makes you a mark like the rest of these people. <laughs> my goodness, Don Carlos. My goodness. Um, I like, nobody yeah. said that you thought Kenny Omega's little ego got damaged. I like to think of this. I've said this for so many times, and you'll you'll remember me saying it that I think like Don Callis manipulates Kenny like a cash cow, uh-huh. uh, like a prize horse. And uh, once he's had his use and the belt's gone, he'll be dropped. Um, yeah. This for me, when Brian Danielson made a point of talking directly to Kenny, not to Don Callis, which was like quite a significant kind of moment in it i feel like a yeah. bit of like the old kenny omega came back not necessarily the the face kenny omega just the the guy that yeah. doesn't need callus all the time like the kind of bit more independent yeah. omega like like one of his strings had been cut slightly and started to fray from callus yeah and it's where he was like um where was it now it was like um so you want the best bout machine you want the god of uh, of wrestling and it was like and then I literally thought he was going to say no and mm-hmm. it was like my answer is yes and it was dead serious and mm-hmm. Don Carlos is freaking out at the side but Kenny was focused he wasn't even paying there was none of the yeah. stupid none of the goofiness. acting Kenny or anything mm-hmm. like that Kenny meant business and I feel like like that little um, little bit of control Callis had over him kind of slither and that was Don Callis freaking out Oh, the fact that well, yeah. if he can't control Kenny, like he's basically yeah. up again. <laughs> yeah. so. And I, I, a lot of the stuff I saw on Twitter, which is you know mostly positive. Uh, how could you not be positive about yeah. getting this match? But it was like, why? Why is this not gonna? Why are we not waiting for the pay per view to get this? Why you know? Why are we? We're just going straight to it. There needs mm-hmm. to be a build to it. Look, there are some matches that need yeah. a build. Uh, Christian Omega needed a build. You know, mm-hmm. you needed something, a story to get to that. Yeah. Um, there are other matches. The, even the Omega uh, Adam Page 
story obviously needed a two-year build plus you know but but there's a there's a story to that you need that purpose for for there to be that to give a lot of meaning to that clash but some matches you don't need a story there's the story is the match itself with this it's that's as simple as you get it it and my thought was I mean, this won't be the only or the last Kenny Omega, Brian Danielson match. No, my thought, my thought here is what they'll do on pay per view to make this different. Yeah. If they they'll have this match, this match will be great. This match will be amazing, no doubt. Um, but at some point on a pay per view, when we revisit this, my thinking is that it will be an Iron Man match on mm. a pay per view. That's how you'll differentiate or make that seem even more special yeah even if the title is not involved kenny omega had, by then has lost a title to adam page maybe that matches a you know a, a, for a shot at the title or something i don't know mm. but making that an iron man match a 60 minute match between those two on pay-per-view that's how you make that special you save that for pay-per-view you can still have an awesome match on free tv tv but you save something as epic as that that people would you know, if I'm going to get Kenny Omega versus Brian Danielson for 60 minutes, yeah, take mm-hmm. my money. Legit, like, seriously. I mean, that's something you'll never see again. But like uh, you so said, yeah, like, some people are saying, like, the um, they want a story. I generally think if you look deeper under this, like, you've got, like we've said so many times with AW, there's so many layers to the characters, to the stories, to what's going on underneath. Like, mm-hmm. If you look beneath the surface, there is a story. Look at what Kenny's come from to where he is now, to where he's going. So he came into AW and everybody thought he was like, you know, what they said, the best bounce machine and all that type of stuff. He yeah. then didn't really go into anything prominent. He then got the tag titles with Hangman. He then had an amazing run with them. Then the whole Hangman books thing started to happen. Then the whole Hangman, um, Kenny and books thing was happening. Then they mm-hmm. lost the titles. Then Hangman went on its slippy slope. Kenny got done callous. The plan came in. He's been up mm-hmm. and down, up and down, roller coaster, roundabout. And now it's getting to the point where in that whole arcing story that has been going basically since AEW became AEW, on like mm-hmm. TV for everybody to see. He's now at that point where, you know, it's time for Kenny to start realizing, you know, he is being controlled by Don Callis. He is there not for him, but for the fact that, you know, he he's got the title. He's been emulating him all his life, if you want to look that far back, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. And that's the story of this. This is Brian Danielson's part in that story kind of snap Kenny Omega back into the fact that he is one of the best wrestlers in the world. The fact that he's been told that by Don Callis, but he's not really been able to prove it on his own because, you know, the elite have come in to help out or Don Callis mm-hmm. has done his promos. It's kind of like Brian Danielson is like his um, conscience. Like he's coming in to tell him, look, do it on your own and prove your best and it's just like that little switch that needs to be flicked on for Kenny or just the start yeah. of it where he realises maybe I don't need all this stuff around me to kind of like 
you know, protect my ego type thing and to believe in himself again. Mm-hmm. There is a deep story there. It's just, you've really got to look for it. Yep. And, and how this is, like you're saying, this is a big part of Kenny's story. Yeah. Um, and this is just a part of that. Think about this. This could also influence the Adam Page story. Yep. With that, it could also influence the story with Adam Cole. Because mm-hmm. w- whatever's happening to Kenny right now, whatever happens in this match with with Brian Danielson, does it change Kenny in a way that also affects his relationship with the elite? Mm-hmm. Is this where more of that fracture comes in and Adam yeah. Cole assumes leadership, basically? Mm-hmm. Huh. So you're, there's so, like you just said, so many layers, there's so, so many, much going on that so many I think strings of the story. Sometimes before he says stuff, need to sit back. Like we've said so many times, AEW really, you know, um, pays you for paying attention. They really give you stuff back if you pay attention. And Mm -hmm. this is one of them where if you really pay attention and look underneath the surface of the shiny wrestling, Mm -hmm. such a deep story that is spanning years at the moment and different people and each person that has interacted with any of the elite has had a part in this story. They are all connected. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's very deep. <laughs> just look past that shiny wrestling get down to the dirt. Exactly. Get down to the dirt. That's where the story is in the mm-hmm. dirt. Yeah. God, I cannot wait for that match. No, you and we're not going to have to wait. We're not going to have to wait too long. I can't believe it's next, next week. Next week. Oh my God. Um, Next, we heard from Miro, and he was he was upset that Fuego would even challenge him for the title again, because uh, you know he doesn't think Fuego deserves it. Uh, he was seemingly, especially irritated about the car, uh, because he's apparently not only going to bash Fuego's brains in, but he's also smashing the car. Uh, maybe it's just me, but if I was Fuego, I would be worried more about my brains than the car. I would just love the fact that, could you imagine if, for whatever reason, whatever reason, because this is AW, things do happen that we don't expect. Like, Mm -hmm. Ego wins in front of an unfashed stadium. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I can't imagine that. (laughs) I just, I don't know Uh, why, mm. but I just thought, could you just imagine? Yeah. (laughs) I'm trying to. I'm trying. To, it's hard for me to imagine Miro losing to anybody. It's hard. I'm he's got to at some to. point. I know he's got to at some point. We thought maybe it would happen with Eddie Kingston in New York, and even it was, it was hard for me me to even fully imagine that Miro's just so dominant. Mm. Um, maybe maybe Fuego uses the car. That's how he beats Miro. <laughs> drives maybe into that's the it. stadium. <laughs> that's it. He drives it down the ramp and just runs over Miro. One, two, three. Uh, Fuego in the Hyundai, or whatever it was. I'm not sure what kind of car it was. Uh, it's a Hyundai. That's a yeah. Hyundai. Uh, it's a type of car, Hyundai. Uh, Hyundai. Hyundai. Hyundai is a brand of car over here. Is it not a brand of car over there? Yeah, but we don't call it Hyundai. What do you call it? I can't remember what we call it. You don't call a Hyundai a Hyundai? No. H Y U N. We have a Hyundai. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's spelled Hyundai, Hyundai not 
Hyundai. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pronounced Hyundai. And it's not. It's spelled Hyundai. I don't care how it's spelled. <laughs> That's how it's said. Hyundai. But Man. it's Hyundai. I don't. I don't look up the pronunciation on the. I don't. I may have maybe I've been saying it wrong my whole. <laughs> I thought okay, that in the, the comments is it a Hyundai, which sounds silly, or is it Hyundai? I think maybe the. I think maybe the Y is silent. Sometimes letters are silent. No, I need to do a poll. Is it Hyundai or Hyundai? And I'll put, I'll spell it. I'll spell it the same way, but in brackets, I'll put U.S. So, and UK. So, sometimes I'm not even sure that's what brand of car it was, but we're going with it for the sake of this argument. It was it's probably a Kia, but we're like Hyundai, 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 Hyundai. I'm doing a poll. Look, look, sometimes letters are silent and sometimes co-hosts need to be silent. You're so lucky I've not got your profile this week. I don't know. You'd make me a Hyundai. Why are you saying it like that? It's just a Hyundai. 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 No, I sound like like a Street Fighter character. Hyundai. Hyundai. That's like my special attack sound. Finish. Finish her. Hyundai. I don't... <laughs> okay. Oh, let's get it back on the rails. Hi, Hyundai. Hi, Hyundai. Americans. Okay. <laughs> you crazy Brit. <laughs> uh, okay. Next, uh, this is probably going to be your favorite segment of the night. Matt Hardy does not like uh... Orange Cassidy making a mockery of the. HFO. And because of that, he wants to take away everything that's cool about Arms Cassidy, starting with his hair. Hmm. So we're going to get a hair versus hair match. At some point. Somebody's getting bald. That's what's happening. Somebody's going to get their head shaved. Why? 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 If you're wanting to create some buzz in AEW, buzz I'm not somebody's even, hair. I'm not, I'm not even giving into you on this one. I could. I know they're using scissors, but for the sake of my joke. I just I don't know. This is very, very other company stuff, and I'm not a fan. I don't care who's involved in it. All right. I just can't. Look. As soon as he's came but, up, I was just like, oh, fast forward in this bit. It's the well, first time I've say, ever done it. Let me at least ask you this. If one of the two were bald, who would look better bald? Matt Hardy or Orange Cassidy? I have no idea. I don't really care. Which which one would you prefer bald? That's all, that's all I'm asking. It's, it's a simple question. I don't know. I've not even given it any thought. I'm, give it thought now. I'm asking you to give it thought. I'll, I'll wait. I have no idea. I don't care. Move on. I don't care so much. I don't care. <laughs> I really don't care. I Play don't my game. I don't know how many other ways you want me to say it. I don't care. I really okay. don't care. <laughs> she really doesn't care. Okay. 
So moving on to the main event before I get her even more irritated about that segment. <laughs> um, we have John Moxley and Eddie Kingston versus 2.0 Jeff Parker and Matt Lee. Um, and before the match even got started, there was a sneak attack, as you would probably suspect would happen in this match. Because as Moxley and Eddie were making their way through the crowd, just as they got to ringside, they're blindsided by Parker Lee and Daniel Garcia. Garcia is always with those two. Uh, so you had you have that sneak attack, uh, and it was a, it was a good match. After that, a fairly short match um, mm. because there was some post match stuff that happened. Had, had to leave a little extra time. But this is how the match ended, though. Uh, Eddie held Matt Parker for Moxley to hit a running lariat. I'm not sure what that combination move is called. It's like Eddie holds him up for Moxley to come just run him over. Yeah. But either way. Looks like it hurts. Um, and that's what put uh, Matt Parker and 2.0 away. Uh, so no surprise, Moxley and Eddie get the win. But afterwards, out comes Minoru Suzuki. And his music hit, and it played all the way through. So <laughs> what didn't happen last week happened this week. Everybody got that that chorus. And, uh, and then Archer came out of the crowd and attacked Eddie at the same time that Suzuki went after Mox. So the show ends with all four men brawling in the crowd. You had uh, Eddie paired up with, with Lance Archer in the crowd, just brawling. And you got Moxley and Suzuki brawling through the crowd. So it just ends in, in chaos. I wanted it to keep going. It's like it cut off yeah. with Moxley and Suzuki battling. No, 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 yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, it's like of all the shows to run short, I wanted to see more. Um, so, uh, how did you like this ending to the show? I'm happy that Mox and Eddie are still friends because I am fearing Mox and Eddie, and I, I, I don't, I don't like, I don't like that thought. Um, so I'm glad that happen. they're still friends. It's not putting stuff in the universe. Um, so I'm, I'm really glad that's still there. Um, yeah, 2.0 seemed to be getting a bit, you know. Big for the boots. Um, <laughs> I love yeah, those guys. So. I know. I I generally do like them, but just not when they're up against Mox and Eddie. Then then I don't. Um, I do like it when Mox and Eddie works good. They just generally look like they're just having fun. But where it used to be, Eddie looked annoyed all the time. Now Moxley looks annoyed all the time, and Eddie looks like he's having fun. Um, it's because Mox is about to turn on. He's not yet. Um, I can't wait for the whole, like, you know, tag match though, because mm-hmm. look, you've got Martinetti who obviously, like, you know, they they fight. They don't generally wrestle; they fight. Yeah, um, they do. And then you've got Suzuki and Lance Archer, who also seem to fight. Um, they do. So mm-hmm. it's going to be one of them matches that I just don't think it's going to like let up at any point yeah can we just go ahead and call it a no dq or false count anywhere yeah. match? So I, I got a feeling it's gonna go you know the ref's gonna have to turn a blind eye to a lot of things yeah otherwise otherwise the match is gonna end early by dq mm-hmm. so we don't have that in aw we don't have dqs so. no but yeah i mean this uh, is it's it's gonna be it's gonna be very interesting mm-hmm. i can't wait yeah yeah and we got a uh lineup coming up we got matches and i love this because aw so good at announcing 
matches for shows way ahead of you know ahead of time. We we get lineups, so you look ahead at what you're looking forward to. It's not like you get surprised with matches during the show. It's like, oh, we're going to book this match during the show. No, you pretty much know the matches you're going to get ahead of time. Love that. Um, So coming up this Friday on Rampage, we have the Lucha Brothers versus the Butcher and the Blade for the AEW Tag Team titles. Uh, Anna Jay versus the Bunny. And Miro puts his TNT title on the line against Fuego Del Sol. And there's also a car on the line. Let's see how that ends. Um, Then next week, we have two nights of Grand Slam. The first night is obviously Dynamite Grand Slam from New York, the Arthur Ashe Stadium show. I think there's going to be close to 20,000 people there. I think that capacity is like 19,500 just right there close to 20,000 though and they're probably going to hit that mark um uh we have FTR versus Sting and Darby Allen Rip Baker versus Ruby Soho for the whoop, whoop. women's title so we're jumping to that one pretty quick which we suspected it was going to happen yeah. in New York so so here, here we go um MJF versus Brian Pillman Jr. Cody Rhodes versus Malachi Black 2. We have an interview with CM Punk. And then we have Kenny Omega, the best bout machine, versus the American Dragon, Brian Danielson. Buckle up, folks. I mean, this looks like a pay-per-view. Yeah, Um, it does. This is a pay-per-view type card. Free on TV. I can't stress that enough. It's crazy. It's just amazing. And that's what's so great about not having a pay-per-view every month, too. You get yeah. these shows on TV that mm-hmm. feel like specials. Awesome stuff. I I can't I don't there's no reason you can't get excited for these shows. Uh so do you have a, a match of any of these this year, the one you're looking forward to the most? All of them? Good answer. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> all right all right um uh, thank y'all so much for listening there's so much to look forward to though um but before you go don't forget to check out um all of our content that comes out on a weekly basis including dynamite rampage reviews uh q a's topic discussions interviews and reviews and previews of pay-per-views um and don't forget to follow us on twitter you can follow the channel at Beauty X the Beard. You can follow me at Let the Beard Play, and you can follow Sarah at Strange underscore Pixie. You can. Please give us a follow on the Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, or wherever you podcast at. And yes, my profile is back. Everybody celebrate. <laughs> okay, maybe just me. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm back, folks. All right. Thank y'all so much for listening. Uh, Y'all be good out there. Be good to each other. And we will see you on the next one. Bye. Finish. Finish her. (laughs) Honey.